you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. Yo, 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 what is up, Sober Guy family? Thank you so much for tuning in today, or probably better yet, thank you so much for downloading today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in, and once again, thank you so much for supporting the show. This is Seth Mancer. You're listening to the Tuesday episode of Sober Guy Radio. Today, I am with... Oh, snap. That's right. I'm with nobody. Uh, just a little solo rap on the mic. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, if you're in the Winters, California area on Monday evenings at 7.30 p.m., uh, there is a brand new refuge recovery meeting following yin yoga. So if you're interested in that, come kick it with us. Take refuge with us. We're creating the sangha. It's a good time. Uh, so if you're interested, again, Seven Space Yoga, 22 Main Street, Winters, California, Monday evening, 7.30 to 8.30 following Yin Yoga. Also on Thursday, October 18th at 7 p.m., we're doing a live show at Journey Coffee Company in Vacaville, California. Uh, we're going to be talking, stepping out into community. We're going to be talking recovery, sobriety, and what not. So if you're interested in that, come check that out. It's at Journey Coffee Company in Vacaville, California, uh, seven o'clock, October 18th. That's a Thursday night. Come check that out. So like I said, just a little solo wrap on the mic real quick. Um, gonna try and keep it short and sweet, keep the chaotic ramblings to a minimum. But like I said, man, solo, this will be the first one I do, uh, in a long time. So, so just kind of bear with me a little bit. I'm going to kind of get into um, how I view my life today, how I view my life in recovery, my life in sobriety. Uh, and I'm going to kind of talk in metaphors. So uh, with the hope that, um, you know, I help someone out there that someone could relate to this. I know that not everyone will, but the hope is that just one person relates to this. So I'm going to look at my life uh, through the lens of a gardener. And I just want to first say that, you know, by no means am I a professional gardener, nor am I a professional on the topic of substance abuse, recovery, sobriety, just a normal dude that uh, got caught up in the life of addiction, the life of an alcoholic. And now I try to maintain my sobriety and stay in recovery I'm going to get into how I do that again through the lens of a gardener, because I think that my sobriety, my recovery is as much like a garden for sure. Uh, so if I go all the way back to when I was born, all the way, all the way back, I know some of you guys will probably laugh at this, born in 1980, 
obviously a young, uh, an infant, an infant, right. Um, born into this land as a wholesome, um, innocent being kind of like when a garden is first established brand new soil. Maybe I have a brand new planter bed around me, brand new seeds, or maybe not even seeds yet. No irrigation. Just imagine my life as a box full of the most wholesome dirt or soil that one would start a garden with. So when I think of this box full of this wholesome soil and me as an infant, I think of one coming into the world of chaos and emotion and not knowing what in the hell my life is going to turn out to be like. And as I grow, this garden of mine becomes to become implanted with seeds. Obviously, as a young infant, it's so funny that I say that young infant, because that makes no sense. Most infants are young. But I'm going to continue to say young infant. So obviously, as a young infant, I have no idea on how to start this garden of mine. So the ones around me, the world around me, the people around me start planting seeds into this garden. And I have to be okay with it because I'm young and I have no way to deal with this, the shit or the seeds that the world, that the people around me are planting into this fresh soil. So as these seeds become planted in me, I get this idea of who I'm supposed to be, what my garden's supposed to be like, what's supposed to grow. And as I grow older, this is just the way that life is supposed to be. I'm supposed to be this loving, passionate child. I'm supposed to be a fan of the, of the sports teams that the people around me like. At that time, it was the 49ers. I'm supposed to think what is right or wrong based off what the people around me and what society around me is telling me is right and wrong. I have no idea or I don't have it in me to fight that. I don't have it in me to reject the seeds that are planted in my garden. But what I find comes to happen in this garden where these seeds are planted or where these ideas and ideals are told to me, I start to base my life and how I feel around what's supposed to be. I find that I'm not living up to what is told of me, I find that these seeds that were implanted were vegetables that I don't even like, that I don't even agree with, that I have no taste buds for. And I start to rebel. I start to grow weeds or what I'll refer to as feelings. And as these weeds and feelings and emotions and shit pop up in this once wholesome, lush, organic, garden, 
I begin to rebel because I don't know how to deal with these weeds that are popping up. I don't know how to deal with my emotions, my feelings, what society is telling me. I don't know how to deal with the instances where I go against what society is telling me. So I begin to turn my back on these weeds and these emotions and these feelings. And I look for a way out. I look for a way to not see and recognize my weeds, my emotions, my feelings. And in comes my miracle grow, if you will. What I refer to as my alcohol, my drugs. But what I learned as this miracle grow becomes more and more a part of my life, as drugs and alcohol become more and more a part of my life, although I started using them innocently to go out and have a good time and have fun, but as I find that this miracle grow doesn't work for me, it doesn't kill the weeds that are growing in my garden. It only allows them to get bigger, more intense. My emotions, my feelings only grow and get more and more intense. And this garden that was once planted with these seeds, with these vegetables and fruits has now become overrun with weeds, emotions, and feelings. And rather than being told or trained or taught, however you want to look at how to go out and manage and pull these weeds, my garden becomes overwhelmed with crabgrass and thistle. And I begin to turn my back on myself. And rather than to go out and just start pulling the weeds, the thistle, the crabgrass, I turn my back on my garden and I continue to use the substance that was once working for me, that was once allowing me to have a good time and go out and party and be social. And in the meantime, my garden is just being come overrun with the weeds. And before I know it, the planter box that was once there holding me together, that was once holding that wholesome soil, dirt, it becomes broken. It becomes broken just like my soul, just like my mind, just like my being. And people begin to notice that I'm broken, that my garden is overgrown, unattended, and I'm forced to go to a professional gardener who is going to help me maintain or retain or get that original garden back. But still at this point, I realize that I don't fucking want to do it. I, I realize that I don't want to clean this garden out. And this is my first attempt at rehab. And before I know it, this garden that I had cleaned out and ran through by the professional gardener, I'm right back to where I was. I had 30 days of sobriety for the very first time. That was the very first time I went to rehab. I get out, fresh soil, fresh start, and my garden becomes 
to turn to shit like it once did right before I went to rehab that first time. The weeds start coming up, the crabgrass, the thistle, whatever you want to call it, the stuff that impedes my growth of my fruits and my vegetables begins to come back. Because I refuse at that time to use the tools that were given to me in rehab to avoid those weeds from coming back into my life. And over time, my garden bed begins to break down again, just like it did before I went to rehab that very first time. Only did I go because I was forced and not willing to take the opportunity to better myself, to become a better gardener, to learn how to love and nourish the fruits and the vegetables that were planted in my garden during that 28 days of my very first time in rehab. I refused to do what was recommended of me. I refused to reach out and get help. And I was right back where I once was when I first went into rehab, broken, in denial. The emotions that I could talk, the emotions that I felt, fucking endless. But like I was unwilling to attend to my garden at that time, I was unwilling to deal and accept the feelings, the emotions, the scenarios that life threw at me. I was unwilling to accept those things for just what they were. And like I said, I was right back to where I was, drinking, drugging, partying, averting every feeling that I ever had and not willing to deal with it. And this, this went on for, for, for a very, very long time. This partying and drinking and drugging and allowing the weeds to grow went on for an extra eight years. And the weeds came back stronger, rooted deeper in the ground. Feelings were rooted deeper in my soul, in my mind. My emotions were fucking out of control. But I was unwilling to realize that. And rather to deal and accept the feelings and the emotions that I had, I would bury, I would bury them with the drink or the drug. So instead of the miracle grow, I began to use some fucking Roundup where I was putting a temporary solution on a more permanent problem. My feelings, my emotions, how I viewed the world, how I viewed my life. And it felt like 
I was having to use the Roundup more and more to kill the weeds, to kill the feelings that I was having. I was having to drink more and more to rid myself of the pain, to rid myself of the emotions that I was feeling at the time, to rid myself, to detach from world, to detach from reality, and to not feel at all, to not feel whatsoever. And as the roundup wore out, as the rainy days came, as the roundup washed away from the garden, my weeds began to expand into other people's lives, into other people's gardens. And my drinking and drugging started to destruct not only myself, but had to started to have a lasting effect on those around me. And it wasn't until I realized that I was in complete control of my actions, of my garden, of the weeds that I was growing, of the destruction that I was having around the ones that I loved the most, that I finally realized that I could not fucking do this anymore. I could not live the life I was living. I could not garden the way that I was gardening. So eight years ago today, I decided to check into Azure Acres on my own. It was something that I wanted to do for me, for my garden, for my life. My neighboring gardeners, they knew. My family members, they knew. My friends, they knew that I was this horrible, horrible gardener. It was at this time, eight years ago, that I was tired of my soil being tainted. I was tired of the fruits and the vegetables, the life being overran by fucking weeds. I had just had enough. So as I checked myself into rehab, I began to realize that unless I was willing to listen to that of a professional gardener, that I wasn't going to be able to maintain the garden. I wasn't going to be able to live the life that I wanted to live until I listened to him, until I took the recommendations, until I was willing to become schooled on who I was and what I was and what I was doing with my current life. And I just want to point out that this was a decision that I had to make on my own. I had to decide that I couldn't live the life that I was living any longer. You know, people, people told me for a very long time, like, you need to get help, Seth. Maybe you need to hire a landscaper to come over and help you with your garden and teach you how to grow and teach you how to weed. 
I've been told that my whole life. Well, not my whole life, basically from the time I was 14 or 13. I had been told that up until the day that I had decided that I had to hire that gardener. I had to hire the landscaper to come give me some help to help me with the life, to help me train, to help train me on the tools that they were willing to give me to tend to my garden better. Now I must admit that going to see that professional gardener, that landscaper for the consult, it was not the end all be all. I was going to have to get home and rip out, clean up, and replant, resoil, retill my life. There was going to be some work that was involved. And I must admit, when I got home to a garden full of weeds, full of overgrown plants, a pumpkin patch that was out of control. That's right. I'm going to throw the pumpkin patch in there because it is October. It's that time of year. But it wasn't until then that I really realized that the work didn't start at the consult. The work didn't start when I was talking to the professional landscaper, the professional gardener. The work started the moment that I left rehab, the moment that I left the office of the gardener, the moment that I left the office of the landscaper. And I must admit, when I first got home, I didn't want to do shit. I didn't want to do a damn thing. And I realized that until I was willing to work on myself, until I was willing to ask for some help, that that garden in the backyard was going to remain the exact same. My feelings, my emotions, the world around me was going to be the exact same. And still I started, until I began to start or recognize that I had a big part in this, my garden was going to be out of fucking control. My life was going to be out of control. And I will tell you that my recovery, my sobriety, my garden did not begin the process of revitalization, of rebuilding of sobriety the very first month or two months. It didn't even begin the very first year that I got out of rehab. It took some time. I had to relearn, number one, who I was, the garden that I wanted to grow, the person that I wanted to be, be to become. And until I was willing to accept that fact that my garden was going to remain the same, until I reached out for help, until I put 
the tools to work that were given to me at the landscaper's office until I started to work the program that was recommended of me at Azure Acres, that that garden in my backyard was going to continue to be a piece of shit. My life, as I saw it through the eyes of an alcoholic and an addict, was going to continue to suck. If I continue to dwell on what should be and the way that people should treat me without giving that back, the garden was going to continue to suck. Now, I will admit, I didn't hop. I didn't jump right into the garden. Like I said, it took some time. Month two, month three, month four, month nine, month 12. I would go out and pull a weed. I would go out and start the rototiller. I would go out and rake and shovel and dig and begin to get down to the root of the weeds that were allowing my garden to become overgrown with negativity. Now, I must admit, like I said, not a professional landscaper, not a professional gardener. But I did know one thing. I did realize one thing, that those weeds were only going to impact my life. They were going to impact my growth. They were going to hinder me from the person that I wanted to become. And if I continued to dwell on the weeds that grew in my garden, I was never going to be who I wanted to be. I was never going to live the life that I wanted to live. I was never going to have the garden that I wanted to have. So what did that look like? What did that work look like to me? Well, number one, it was daunting for sure. Number two, It was something that I finally realized that I had to do, that I had to be the biggest player in, in order for my garden to grow, in order to maintain sobriety, in order to obtain a life of recovery. Now, tending to this garden, as I look back the past eight years, it's been it's been a long road. It's been a hard road. I don't I'm not going to sit up here and say and tell you that it was easy and that anyone could do it. But what I will say it was something that I wanted. It was something that I needed. And somehow some way as time went on, as I committed to myself, to my family, 
to my friends, to the people around me, to my community, the people I work with, that I was going to be this different person. It wasn't until I made that commitment that I started to grow my garden. I started to go and run that rototiller on a daily basis. I started to pull the weeds. I began to plant the fruits and the vegetables in my garden the way that I wanted to plant the fruits and vegetables in my garden. I began to live the life that I wanted to live. And again, I must admit that through this time, I had to continue to consult the professional gardener. I had to talk to people in my life that were going to help me grow that garden. And more importantly, I had to recognize the feelings and the weeds that popped up in me that were going to hinder that garden from growing and being successful. And it wasn't until year four or year five that I really began to feel comfortable with my gardening abilities, that I really began to feel comfortable with my sobriety, with being in recovery, or being the new Seth, being the person that I wanted to be. It wasn't until year four or year five that I began to flourish that my garden began to flourish, that I started to grow the fruits and the vegetables the people around me wanted to enjoy with me. And that was something that was super, super new to me. I began to feel like I was this person that people wanted to be around, that people wanted to talk to, employers wanted to hire and promote. And then the recent comes up. As my life progressed through my recovery, through my sobriety, as my garden began to flourish, I began to expect it. I began to expect the fruits and the vegetables were always going to be good. They were always going to be fruitful. People were always going to want them. And I lost track of the weeds, of the emotions, of the feelings that would come up and hinder that growth that would hinder the fruits and the vegetables from being tasty, delicious, wanted, employable, promotable, lovable, sweet, tangy. The only reason I talk about that now is because I started to have a couple weeds in my garden that popped up recently. And they began to flourish. 
I started to have these emotions in my head of inadequacy, not good enough. The same exact feelings and emotions that I had when I was a young teen, that I had when that garden was overspilling. The feelings that I had when the planter box started to come apart. These are feelings that I started to have recently. And it's a, it's a, it's a good reminder that everything is impermanent. And then my garden would not flourish without work. And that's exactly what has happened over the last couple of weeks to me is that I've gotten on this road to where I've decided that I don't have to, or there's been a thought in my mind that I don't have to work on my garden on a daily basis to tear the weeds, to allow my fruits and my vegetables to flourish. Over the last couple of years, I've become attached to a flourishing garden and unaware or not knowing that the weeds in my garden could pop up at any time and make me feel a certain way. And it really made me realize that unless I was going willing to go out into my garden and pull these weeds and get down to the root of the cause of the weeds that I was growing in my garden, it wasn't then until I realized that if I wasn't willing to do that, that those weeds were going to start to come back. They were going to start to overtake my tomato plant. They were going to start to kill the cucumbers. If you haven't noticed, tomatoes and cucumbers are my most favorite vegetable. You probably haven't noticed because that's the very first time that I mentioned them, but they are. So as my tomatoes and my cucumbers began to die, and this is, as, this is recent, very, very recent. Oh, it wasn't until then that I realized that I was in fucking trouble. And that trouble was caused from an expectation that my garden would always flourish as long as I continued the path that I was on and that weeds would never pop up in my garden. And it wasn't until the last couple days to be a hundred percent transparent that no one is going to pull those weeds for me. No one is going to come out and till the weeds. No one is going to get to the root of what is causing those weeds to grow unless I'm willing to allow those people into my heart into my life, and into my garden. And this virtual garden that I speak of, no one's even going to realize 
that the weeds are coming out, that the weeds are growing, that the weeds are beginning to overtake the garden, that my feelings, my emotions, my outlook on life is completely irrational, judgmental, full of hate. And until I realize that I'm starting to go back into my old ways, that I'm starting to go back into the mindset, the, the, the life of the addicted, the mindset of old drunk Seth, the mindset of the Seth that is unwilling to tend to his garden. It's not until then, until I verbalize it, until I say it, until I reach out, that I'm not going to be able to get help. I'm not going to be able to help myself. I'm not going to be able to help anyone out there. I'm just not going to be able to dot, dot, dot. So through some practice, I must admit that I've come up with this plan. And I've gotten back to the roots of the gardener who expects a flourishing garden. And these instants, these emotions, these feelings coming up have made me realize and understand that no matter what, I am an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict. And until I continue to work on my garden or until I realize that I need to continue to work on my garden to keep it flourishing, the weeds will pop up. That my garden is at risk of being coming overrun with weeds, with emotions, with lack of. So where am I going with all of this? I really don't know. Like I said, this was going to be a chaotic ramble. But what I want to say, what I want to put out there is that no matter how long we are in sobriety or how long our recovery journey has been to date that unless we continue to work our program, that unless we continue to work on our sobriety, that unless I continue to recover, that unless I continue to work on my sobriety, that unless I continue to be the gardener that I wanted to be, that I want to be, that I strive to be, that I am always at risk of becoming the gardener that I once was. So again, it's always been my goal to be 100% transparent with you, the listeners, with you, that sober guy family. I must admit that over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten to this place in my life that has been dark. Dark. 
I've gotten to this place where weeds have begun to pop up. I've finally realized that unless I was willing to work on these weeds, unless I was willing to go out and rototill my garden, unless I was willing to become a better person, that I would continue to slip into the deep, dark lifestyle, mindset, shadows of the once drunk Seth. So where do I, where am I going? Where am I going with this? I don't really know. I don't really know where I'm going, but it is a good reminder. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to put some of the tools to use that were given to me by the professional gardeners and landscapers at Azure Acres to recover the garden that I saw was so fastly coming, rolling, growing out of control. That unless I was willing to accept that my garden wasn't as plush, wasn't as fruitful as I was leading people on to believe. And there's some pain there. There's some pain in verbalizing that. There's some pain in making that public. But from the pain that make, from making that public, from telling you that that sober guy family, that my garden had become to come overrun with weeds. That my thoughts and my emotions that I was having were out of control. That my connection with my program, my sobriety, and my recovery had become weak, disconnected. And that I was at risk of losing something that I had worked so hard on. It wasn't until that moment that I realized, holy shit. Sobriety and recovery are not guaranteed. I'm not even owed a life of sobriety. It's something that I must continue to work on, to work at, to grow. And how, how do I do that? How do I get back to that? For me, I must remember the things that got me to that place of a flourishing garden. I must remember the things that allowed me to go out into that garden the very first time and say, you know what? Although these weeds may appear to have gotten the best of me, I'm not going to let them fucking take me down. I'm not going to allow these weeds, these emotions, these feelings 
to grow. I'm not going to allow my garden, my sobriety, my recovery to become compromised by stuff that I have no control over. The weeds are going to continue to grow. The emotions, the feelings that I have on a daily basis are going to continue to go. And until I realize that these emotions and these feelings and these weeds that are growing inside me are impermanent in nature, they are not to last forever. And that I must be mindful. I must respect the emotions, the feelings, the weeds in order to pull them, in order to get to the root of why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. So if you're struggling out there, if you've been in recovery one day or 30 years, I want you to know that you are not alone. That no matter the weeds or the feelings or the emotions that come up in your life, you are not alone. I feel you. I feel your pain. And it's not until we are willing to reach out and ask for help that we will recover, that we will maintain our sobriety and our recovery. So if you're struggling out there, please, before that garden comes overgrown with shit, with weeds, before your cucumbers begin to come sour, and before your tomatoes begin to rot, ask for help reach out. Have some compassion for yourself because there are many of people out there that deal with this shit on a daily basis. There are many professional gardeners, landscapers out there that are willing to help. You are not alone. So much love. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for allowing me to ramble. Love, respect, keep your blood clean.